Though Abram is childless, the Lord promises that he will be the father of countless descendants. God makes a covenant that grants him protection and prosperity. A reading from the book of Genesis. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliza of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned to him as righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. He brought him all these and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. And when birds of prey came down to the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river of Euphrates. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. The psalm appointed for today is Psalm 27. Please stand as you are able and sing.
believers to turn away from worldly rank and prestige, which counts for nothing. Christians are to ignore false prophets and follow the apostles in, self, in self-giving as they await the coming of their Savior. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, joining, join in, in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told them, and I tell you even with tears, their end is destruction, their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We will transform our body the body of our humiliation, that it may be conformed to the body of his glory, by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. Jesus said to them, Go and tell that fox for me, Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow. And on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day... I must be on my way because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you and I tell you, You will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Create and make in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Pass me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Amen. That ancient covenant ceremony that Nancy read about in our Old Testament lesson for today is only mentioned one other time in the Old Testament. It's alluded to in the book of Jeremiah. 
These are the only two mentions of this ancient covenant act in the Old Testament. God has Abram take a heifer, a she-goat, a ram, a turtle dove, and a pigeon. Has them kill them, and except for the birds, Abram divides the carcasses in half and sets them each half against the other. When it's dark, a smoking pot and a flaming torch passes between the carcass halves. That smoking pot and flaming torch parallel a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day in another covenant event between God's people. This smoking pot and flaming torch is God. God passing through carcass halves. God making covenant with Abram in that passing through of those carcass halves. Promising descendants as numerous as the stars in the heavens and fertile lands. God makes promises to Abram. And those promises are binding. In a sense, in that ancient covenant ceremony, God is saying, if I ignore or disregard the promise that I make to you, it will be to me as is with those carcassed animals. I will be torn in two. So the covenant is binding. The act is binding. But note this, it's not a covenant made between two people who meet in the middle of those carcasses and make, each make agreement to the other. This is a covenant act by God alone. God is passive in this act and Abram, God is active in this act and Abram is passive. In the next year and the next two years following in our lectionary text, we will hear the rest of the story. Abram fathers Isaac, who fathers Jacob. Eventually we will again hear of Moses and the great exodus from Egypt, leading to a very long 40-year wandering in the wilderness. Eventually this people of God crosses over the Jordan River into that land long before promised to Abram, the promised land. And Israel become a nation with kings, David and Solomon outstanding all kings of Israel and Judah. And out of that house of David will come Jesus, Messiah. He lives, he dies, he's raised from the dead. And then come flames of fire and mighty winds of Pentecost. That's an overview of what we will hear in the next three years. But back to our gospel for today. Pharisees come to warn Jesus that Herod wants to kill him. In truth, and in actuality, there were those among the religious of the day, the Sanhedrin, who wanted Jesus dead and sought ways to have him killed in such a way that pointed a finger of blame to someone else. 
what they didn't realize, but what the gospel writers came to realize, is that the death of Jesus in Jerusalem was God's work. God's work through Jesus. God again doing the seeming impossible to make covenant promises to his people. Through the resurrection of Jesus, the very substance of God's being, God's own issue, God passes through the broken, divided carcass of Jesus' body on the cross and makes binding promises. And essentially those promises are these. Though things may keep you from me and me from you in transitory times, nothing will be able to keep me from you or you from me in eternal times, forever times. Nothing in life or apart from life. Nothing in death or apart from death. Nothing in the heavens and the earth as they are or will be will be able to keep me from you or you from me, my love for you, your love for me, in this Jesus of mine. The one I have chosen to keep you for me, the one I have chosen you to save you for me. For us today at Advent Church in Crestwood, I would dare say this. God would have us, like Abram, look at the stars. And like the followers of Jesus, look to the cross. So that we can be sure, as they were sure in their time, that God who makes promises to us will keep those promises. It may seem to take a long time for those promises to be realized. And we don't often think that we have enough time. That We often think that time is short. But remember this, if you will. For God, time is not an issue. Some 19 years after that carcass covenant event, with God to Abram, some 19 years after that event, God sent three messengers to Abram and Sarah who announced that a son will be born by Abram to Sarah in the next spring. Abram was in his high 90s at that point in time. And Sarah, Sari, her name hadn't been changed yet, Sari laughed. Abram trusted. God counted that trust as Abram's righteousness before God. The people who founded Advent Church a bit more than 50 years ago have known what, what would be here today through the likes of us. Of course not. They couldn't have known or anticipated that. But they were willing to look into the heavens and stars. They were willing to remember the cross and believe that God had purpose and intent for them. Star purpose and cross intent. And we now know what God has in store for Advent and the people of Advent in the next 50 years. Of course not. 
But as we wait and watch and have our being and move into the same life of the same God, Abram and Sarah and the first followers of Jesus and the founders of Advent Church, as we move into, into and have our being in that same God, we too, like they, will be able to count the stars or look at the uncountable stars and remember the cross and know that God has intent and purpose for us in this place today. Lest we think too small and dream too small, let us look for and see star purpose and cross intent. One hundred years ago today, on February 28, 1910, none of us were here that I know of. Were any of you all here at that point in time? <coughs> at 8 o'clock, almost made it. <laughs> he lacked 10 years. But none of us were here at that time, and none who were here then could know of the future of now. An amazing future. Look at us today. Feet my people. Advent Live. Ronald McDonald House. Louis and Lozo. Church not as usual. And Ken's recent liver transplant plant, a successful event. Oasis, grief in context of hope. Prayer shawls, quilts galore. God and Christ-centered worship. An alive and evolving sense of God identity and God purpose. Christian formation, baptism, confirmation, marriages, Confessions, absolutions, blessings, celebrations of life, commending those who have gone before us to God, knowing that God still keeps them and cares for them as we love them. God with us and among us, fellowship and worship. What happened 50 years ago when people founded this church has great tsunami effect on us today. And what we're about today in terms of God's work will have great tsunami effect on this church and people 50 years from now, 100 years from now. Amazing. Just amazing. Our God has even more things amazing and promised in the years ahead you and I can begin to ask for or imagine. It makes one want to shout. It makes one want to shout, Hallelujah! Praise God! Our God is fully alive to us and with God's continuing help we can be fully alive to the next generation and so on and so on. Absolutely. Amen. Amen.